Hello there, podcast. It's me, Jacob. It's been a long time since I've made a podcast episode, and I have randomly decided to make a podcast episode. So, I had a baby. Um, He is two months. He is behind me, sleeping in a baby swing. Uh, And a lot of other stuff has happened. Well, not as important as having a kid, but just stuff. I haven't made a podcast episode because I've been busy and because I've also been lazy. But here I am, making another one after months of not making one. Okay, so I decided to make a podcast episode about stocks because I know about stocks. I am not a stock expert and uh, don't take my stock lesson and my stock advice as expert advice because I'm far from it, but I do know some stuff about stocks, Um, so I'm going to talk about them. And um, I chose to talk about them because it's good to know about stocks. And if you don't know anything, if you don't know anything about stocks, then this is a good episode to listen to. All right. So stocks, what are stocks? Stocks, basically stocks are uh, ownership of a certain company, um, whatever company they belong to. Um, but they are not complete ownership. It is shared ownership throughout the public. So you have, say, one person. Let's just say that one person is you. And you own a store. Um, and you are just that owner of the store. But one day, your store gets so big that it is viewed as valuable in the eyes of the public. And the public would like to buy the company off of you. Um, so you decide to do that. Now, the ownership of the company is going to be sold to the public. But it's not sold as just the one sole owner is sold to just one said person in the public. It's sold to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And they buy it from you, but they buy it in split shares. Splits, sp- uh, the stock is split up. The, the ownership title of your business is split up into many, 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 many different small pieces and is sold to people. <clears throat> so to give an example, say you uh, sell it to the public and say that that the, the title of your business is split up into 100 pieces then there is 100 stocks uh, available to the public. Um, but it, it, typically it's not 100, it's thousands, uh, sometimes it's millions. And uh, the reason they do that is because, you know, $7, $5, $15, $20 is much more affordable than, say, the what you want for your business say you wanted um i wanted 50 million dollars for my business um 
Instead, you still got your 50 million, but it's it's sold to the public. You feel me? But each person paid, say, 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever. Much more affordable. Um, I know that there's a process. I know that it doesn't go from you straight to the public. It goes to, um, like, the title of of your business goes to, like, investors. The investors buy the title from you, and then they set an initial public offer to the to the public. Um, so investors typically make money that way by being the middleman. Um, I guess a good example would be like Lyft and Uber. You know, I remember they had their initial public offer a couple years ago. Um, so yeah. Um, that's what stock is. Stock is ownership, um, the title of the, the company. So that's why they're valuable. Because if you buy a share of, say, Amazon, then technically you own part of Amazon. And that's why it's worth money. Because you own, like, you literally own part, like, part of the business. Um, now, if you own one share of Amazon, that's not a whole lot. Um, there is a set number of stocks out there per company. The term for it is called shares outstanding. Um, so say, so say Google say that there's ten million shares out there for Google available to trade. Then the shares outstanding for Google is ten million shares. You feel me? Okay. So why do people buy stocks? Because they're valuable. Because they're ownership of companies and you have the potential to make money via stocks via investing in stocks the two main ways you can make money through stocks is through the appreciation of the stock Uh, and what i mean by that is the value increases because the market value increases because people are buying uh, the stock for more and more money as time goes and then you know one day you can sell and then make a, a profit and the second way you can make money off of stocks is dividend. What is dividend? Well, I'm glad you asked. Dividend is basically money that the company gives you just for owning stock. It's not a whole lot of money, but if you own a whole lot of stock, then you'll get a fat check. Um, so say Walmart gives out dividends and you own a million sh- stocks of Walmart. Um, part of their revenue is going to go to you if they provide dividends. Not all companies provide dividends, but some do. So if you're interested in stocks with dividend, you got to look into it before you buy a certain stock. Make sure that you're actually going to get dividend. Dividend is passed out quarterly, semi, annually, and annually. From what I know, maybe it's shorter or longer. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I, I, I know depending on the company, they have... Uh, different time periods in which they uh, will give you the dividend. So, um, that's why stocks are interesting. That's why stocks are a big deal. And so if you're sitting there thinking, okay, cool, maybe I want to get into stocks. Well, now let me uh, tell you about stock brokerages and how they work. So, if you want to buy stock you're going to need a stock broker, okay? 
Um, Stockbrokers bring sellers of stock and buyers of stock together and they conduct a transaction, right? So say you want to buy a stock of Walmart, uh, you find a a stockbroker, you tell them that you want to buy a stock from Walmart, and then they find the seller, they find someone who's selling a stock of Walmart, they bring you two together, and then they take your money, they take a stock and they, they swap them. Now you have the stock, they have the money, but they charge money each and every time you do it. Now, each stock brokerage is different. So say the one I just said, say they charge five bucks for every single time you decide to buy stock or decide to sell stock. They're going to charge you five bucks. Um, But some brokerages do like a monthly fee and you could trade as much as you want. Um, Some brokerages, they just charge you interest on the unsettled cash within uh, your stock brokerage account. They all have different fees. So if you want to invest in stock, you're going to have to find a brokerage. And when you're looking for a brokerage, uh, compare and contrast them. Look at their terms, uh, their fees, and pick the best one for you. But they all have the same function. Uh, they help you buy and sell stock at at your will. Um, so cool. Let's learn some more things about stock. So businesses, right? Uh, businesses have different sizes. For example, Facebook is gigantic. And say, uh, I don't know, say there's a stock, a uh, small business. Say that's worth $30 million. That sounds really big to you and me, but in the grand scheme of things, that's considered a small cap stock. Okay, Facebook is called, Facebook is like a large cap stock. There are small cap stocks, there are mid cap stocks, and there are large cap stocks. The large cap stocks are the biggest businesses, like like Amazon and Berkshire Hathaway. Small businesses are the ones that you don't really know about, but they exist, and they're real. Um, and then there's the ones that are in the middle. I don't have a list in front of me, so I don't know what exactly is what, but that's what you need to know. There's small cap, mid cap, and large large cap. Cap is short for capitalization rate. Now I'm going to tell you how to determine capitalization rate. Okay, my example is going to be very small to keep things simple, but you just apply that same uh, logic to the when comparing other stocks and it's going to make sense. So let's say I have a company and we sell underwear and um, we go public, right? It's no longer mine. Um, I could still run the company as CEO or whatever, but the you know title to the company ownership goes to the public. And say I only give out 10 shares. This scenario is not real, but let's just say I split up my ownership of the the company into 10 shares and the public decides to buy each share for ten dollars so there's 10 shares out there and each one was bought for ten dollars so my capitalization rate for my little company is one hundred dollars because you just count up 10 shares and there were ten dollars a pop so the the capitalization rate is uh one hundred dollars 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. 
my shares outstanding is 10 stock traded for 10 my uh my capitalization rate is $100 so that's a really small business now say for the small cap stocks their capitalization rate is like 30 million 40 million or whatever but it's the math is there what's the shares outstanding how many outstanding shares is there for that small company and what is it currently being traded for multiply what its current value is by the amount of stock there is that's your capitalization rate big companies like apple facebook google those are large cap stocks then there's the small cap stocks and the mid cap stocks same equation for all of them now you as an investor you can look at these and you can decide which ones you decide which ones do you want to invest in do you want to invest in the small cap stocks do you want to invest in the mid cap stocks or do you want to invest in the large cap stocks there's logic that goes into it and it goes like this if you invest in small cap stocks it's more risky but it has way more growth potential than say a large cap stock because a large cap stock is already big it's already grown it's already it grew but the small cap stock it has so much more room to grow so if you invest in a small cap stock you have the potential to uh make a lot of money there but you're also risking that maybe these companies are going to go bankrupt and that happens sometimes especially during um economic uh a negative economic climate so so say say our economy just crashes and everything's going to shit what companies do you think are going to survive? Do you think that the large cap companies are going to survive? Or do you think the small cap companies are, are going to survive? The large ones are. Small ones, are they're, they're going to get fucked up and go bankrupt and shit. Um, that actually happened recently when COVID hit. Uh, Denbury Resources, a fuel, like, oil industry company went bankrupt. Um, so it does happen. They filed for bankruptcy. So, let's say you wanted to meet in the middle. Maybe you wanted to be, maybe you wanted to approach with less risk, but you still wanted to make good money. Then you start looking at mid cap stocks. Um, so with that range, it's just where where you want to play. Do you want to play risky, high reward, uh, less risk, low reward? Um. So that's one way to look at the stocks. Uh, another way to look at the stocks is through industries and sectors because there's a bunch of companies out there, but um, they're different, right? But some of them are very similar that you could put into, you could divide them into, into sectors. For example, you could put Microsoft and um, like Apple and all those tech companies into one section. And you could put companies like Target, Walmart, um, like shopping centers and stuff into another section. And you could put utilities into another section. Uh, you could put materials, construction into another section. And you can, and there's like about 10 sectors. I don't know all of them. 
uh, through the back of my my mind. But there's about 10 different sectors. And what you could do then, instead of looking at the uh, capitalization rates, you can just look at what industries, how are the industries doing right now? You can say the technology has grown substantially within the past 5, 10 years. And the uh, utilities companies have been have been been traded lower and lower the past five years and the consumer spending like target walmart section has been about the same and then you could be like well where do i want to invest where do i think there's more growth potential um maybe you feel like technology is where it's at because that's been growing a lot or maybe you feel like utilities is where it's at because it's been being traded for less and less and you think there's an opportunity to buy stock at a good price. Um, a good website for that is barchart.com. Um, that's going to give you the data for the, se- for the different sectors. Really interesting there. Um, another way you can view stocks is uh, based on how cyclical they are or based on how stable they are. You could look at the different uh, sectors that I mentioned, and you can say, uh, oh, um, technology is popping, but it's a very cyclical industry. If the economy crashes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sink. Um, or you, and then you could be like, or oh, maybe when it does sink, I'm going to invest because it's cyclical, it's going to go back up. Or you could look at the utility sector and say, uh, the reason it hasn't grown a bunch is because that interest industry is stable. People are always going to pay for their light bills. Um, people are always going to need water. So so maybe that's a better bet because if the economy crashes, my, my money is going to be safe there. So there's different ways you could look at stock um, in determining what stock or stocks you would like to invest in. Um, so the problem there lies in what company specifically do you pick? And it's hard to pick, right? It's really, it's really hard because no one knows. No one knows, really. You could go to school for this. Um, you can uh, spend all your time in one company and, and think that that is the right company and then it could be a fail. So... No one really, 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 really knows stocks. Um, no one can guarantee... My main point, no one can guarantee you any results through their guidance because of how unpredictable stocks are. And Warren Buffett, the like one of the greatest stock investors of all time, his advice is um, to invest in the whole stock market at once. Um, like indexes that just focus on all the stocks. You pretty much just buy all the stocks through an index and then you just buy and buy periodically for the rest of your life and then you'll come out on top. That's like the lowest risk um, that doesn't guarantee you at a profit in the future, but it's like the safest uh, advice that even a genius would recommend because he even he's like i'm not gonna tell you what to do because i don't know and he's a really successful stock investor so it's hard to pick but there are things you can do by using your noggin and 
your due diligence that can help you make the right decisions. So, um, how do you look into a stock? So, say my example earlier, how there's different sectors. Um, let's just say you pick a sector that you want to invest in. Let's just say it's technology. You think technology is a great sector to invest in. And let's just say you're right. So good job, you were right for whatever reason. Um, but you picked the wrong company within the technology sector. And you lose money while uh, the technology sector is doing great. But the company you invested in is ass because it has bad management or whatever. Um, but the, So there's things you can do to, to mitigate that. Um, if you go on MSN dot com and then you go to the money section there's a search bar for for stocks you then type in the ticker for whatever company you're trying to look into for example ford is i think it's just f so if you want to look into ford you just type f enter and then the ford ticker is going to come up the ford company is going to come up you click there and uh, you can see the financial information behind ford and you can use that to determine whether or not you think that Ford is a good company. Um, so, yeah. And uh, so you want to pick good companies that are doing good, that are making money in a upward trend of net income uh, revenues going up every year or quarter. Um, you want to make sure that they're getting their money by their operating, their actual operating function, and they're not getting money off of financing or random stuff. Um, you want to make sure that they're not like crazy in debt, or at least they have more assets than they do um, debt. And you just look into it to make sure it's a stable company, and then you invest in it. And when I say use your noggin, you can just look at current trends um for example like let's just say you're you're here and you're just like well in the future i really don't think there's going to be gas powered cars i really think that global warming is an issue and that people are really going to transition to renewable energy that's what i i believe not me personally i i don't know i'm not here to preach what i believe i'm just saying let's just say you had that thought then you could say, all right, well, I'm going to start investing in solar panels or I'm going to start investing in wind energy or uh, companies that make automobiles that are electric because I think, I firmly believe that in the future, um, companies are going to transition and fuel is just going to be dumped. And then who knows, maybe you're right. And then you don't really need to look into companies. I mean, you still should, but just off of that, you should come out on top in the future um or i could use covid for an example maybe you were sitting at home looking at the tv and you saw what was going on in china and you were like wow that's a really um easily transmittable disease that can easily get here and it's really gonna uh really do something here here you know and then you think um maybe i should uh, invest more when the economy or the stock market dips really hard because I think that when COVID gets here the stock market's going to dip really hard and I'm going to use that opportunity to buy stocks at a really good deal um, but that's hard I mean it's really hard to predict it's, Im 
it's not that it's impossible, but it's really unprobable that you would be able to predict that. But let's just say you had that feeling, right? Um, so yeah, those are what stocks are. Stocks are worth money because it's companies. You inherit risk when you buy stock. In order to buy stock, you need a brokerage. Um, when you get a brokerage, uh, compare them. Um, there's different ways that at a, a there's different approaches to stocks. Oh, and there's there's day trading, and then there's uh, like long term buy and hold strategies. I recommend long term buy and hold strategies over day trading because day trading is going to give you a headache. Um, you're also going to spend a lot of money in brokerage fees. Even if you make a profit, you have to pay taxes on your gains through stock. Whereas for the long-term holding of stock, you actually pay less taxes the longer you hold on to a stock when you sell it and make money. Um, and you're not going to be paying a whole bunch of uh, brokerage fees because um, you're buying and selling all day. All right, well, I hope that made sense. And I hope that um, someone learned something. And I hope that... No one uses what I just said as serious advice because I don't want to get in trouble. And I hope no one sues me. Please do not sue me. I am just trying to help out. All right, that it concludes my podcast episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. Adios.